Hi, Ashley McNasty here. I uh, just want to give a kind of a little intro to this episode. Uh, this episode is an older one that Elmo four and five and I uh, recorded pretty early on uh, in the pandemic during 2020, and we ended up putting this out briefly. But then I pulled the rest of the episodes down when we decided to restart the podcast. And we only put out two episodes, I believe. And But we thought this one was so funny and was by far the most popular of the episodes that we did put out. Actually, it's the most popular episode we put out to this date. And so I thought, like, okay, well, let's just put this back out again. Um, however, we weren't using our stage names at the time. So I've kind of gone back in and did a couple of minor uh, audio edits that, you know, you may or may not notice. But uh, either way, I don't want to stop you from uh, getting on with it. So here it is, Faces of Rest. The Los Angeles County Coroner's Office. 24 hours a day, its doors must remain open, for death has no time schedule. The law states that when a person is suspected of dying by other than natural means, or if death occurs without medical attendance for 20 days, the coroner's office must investigate. Coroner investigators in the field handle as many as 40 cases per day. Once their initial inquiry into the victim's death has been completed. A video nasty, 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 a video nasty. Welcome to It's a Nasty World, the podcast all about censored cinema and the video nasties. My name is Ashley McNasty. You're here with my co-host Elmo415. Hey, how's it going? Oh, not too bad. Although, honestly, uh, we are going to call this episode Faces of Rest because this movie was boring as shit and I fell asleep. <laughs> yeah, this is... um. So, if anyone is familiar with the movie Faces of Death, you know, the, the lore behind it being supposedly real, it's one of the most controversial movies of all time. And Ashley McNasty fell asleep. So what we are doing <laughs> is we are podcasting this with faces of death playing in the background to try and catch Ashley McNasty her back up. He was <laughs> that bored while watching faces of death. In all fairness, I did. I probably saw about half the movie, but at the same time, that also means I fell asleep through half the movie. So <laughs> there we go. Um, <laughs> so also this is um, because the Faces of Death had a reputation as being a snuff film. And a lot of people, for some fucking reason, thought that that actually was true. There is some disturbing uh, material in this in this uh, in this movie. There's a yeah, there's animal cruelty, uh, gore, viscera, death, and uh, worst of all, there's gonna be spoilers. So you've been warned. Yeah. <laughs> Although honestly, there's nothing to spoil because here's this movie in a nutshell. Okay, movie in a nutshell. Ooh, take a look at this shit. This shit's pretty freaky and weird, isn't it? <laughs> oh, not good enough for you? How about this shit? Ooh. <laughs> and then just repeat that for an hour and a half. You, you know, I was watching clips from Traces of Death because I wanted to bring bring that movie up as a side note because that was like the other shocker. And what the, the way you were just saying that is kind of like how the n actual narrator of Traces of Death <laughs> talks. <laughs> He literally just throws and he like just throws weird, awkward, corny puns over actual footage of people dying. Yeah. And it's you know, it's definitely even more tasteless than this movie, which is quite a feat, I must say. Yeah, because uh, uh Traces of Death is like that's actual that mostly features like film footage of like actual death, right? Yeah, actual, there is no reenactments. The movie we're reviewing tonight, Faces of Death, is like, the, I think the movie's like 20% real and like 20% yeah. fake. Yeah, that sounds and, about right. 
and when you're watching it, like you can really tell, like you know, the grainier stuff, the grainier it is, that's the real stuff. But the stuff in high definition, it's always, it's pretty easy to see that it's stage. Also just the way, like the way they cut certain scenes. Like, it's just like, okay, if you're having all these multiple camera angles and cuts and aren't actually showing the gore, it's like, well, that means it probably didn't happen. You know, it's like, they have a scene where, uh, they have like a, a, I forget where it's supposed to be, but it's, whatever it is, it's uh, Orientalist and racist, because clearly this must be in some Asian country where there's like a, a, you know, a group of middle-class, respectable white people about to sit down for a traditional meal in which they'll bash a monkey's skull open and eat it. It's like, this is clearly fake and has, like, no, this doesn't happen anywhere. You know, there's, like, yeah. monkey in a weird little cage in the middle of the uh, table, and they're, like, very lightly tapping its head. You know, like, they don't show it, but it's, like, the force with which they're bringing the hammers down. It's like, this is not going to kill anything. <laughs> but it's, yeah, just like, okay, yeah, this is clearly fake. Because, like, the way they're cutting it, it's like, you can't see anything. And, yeah. uh... <laughs> yeah, a, um, a fact that I've been looking up, you know, facts about this movie, you know, and... There, there's actually interviews with all the directors and stuff, you know, the, and, and the editors. I've watched a lot of interviews with them. And, you know, one thing actually during the monkey scene is there the only thing that's real is the disgusted look on it on some of their faces while they're eating it because the food they actually were eating this was totally by accident too had gone bad <laughs> so they were just eating food that had gone bad they weren't eating monkey brains oh god but, it, uh, but i think that was i i'm wondering if the director did that just like on purpose like i'll just slip you know get that realism and you know i you know i saw this i saw this movie in the vhs days and you know i was really young enough to actually fall for this horse shit so, <laughs> yeah right <laughs> you know uh re-watching this movie now i can see how not real it is oh yeah seriously because and this is one of those films that's like kind of similar to cannibal holocaust that had the it has the reputation of being real it just because like it's one of those things like, yeah, if you saw it at a young enough age, you know, probably on VHS, it's just like, it's kind of this, got this grainy enough footage, it's low quality, it's like, you're impressionable, you think this, how yeah, maybe this is real, because this is done, this one actually is done in a purely documentary style, like, there, yeah. there is no, there is no plot in this film, it's just like a series of different creepy things related to death. But, yeah. uh, so it's like, and also totally just like the schoolyard legend of this film, you know, just like, oh, yeah. that's, I think it's like, that's probably like the biggest part of this film. Yeah. And the mythos, I was, I was actually just watching an interview with, uh, the editor of this movie and, you know, a lot of the people who, who made this movie don't actually, they, uh, like, if you look at the credits, they're all the people involved in this movie used fake names and they don't like to, you know, they, 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 for a while and, you know, during the video, I think especially during the video nasty craze, they yeah. probably, they were probably a little bit more private in their actual involvement in this film and the editor was talking about how he's gotten into arguments with people who claim that every scene in Faces of Death is real. And the director is uh, is talking about there was at least like three or four scenes he acted in these movies. <laughs> <laughs> so the, and they're arguing with him about whether this is real or not. That okay? That's just for it's like that's like that footage. That's like that video of um, that dude who's like uh, getting in Buzz Aldrin's face, telling him, you didn't really go to the moon, you fucking faked it all. And then Buzz Aldrin just turns around and just like fucking clocks him right in the fucking face and just drops him. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I feel like you'd need that level of restraint after a while of just being told that in this case you know, your movie is real when it's like, no, it's not. We faked it. I know what we did. 
Uh, and Dr. Francis B. Gross is not, not actually his name. <laughs> really? B. Gross was an alias. <laughs> Most of the credits, people are using aliases, too, because people didn't want people to, you know, their friends and family to know, like, I'm getting involved in what's going to be probably the most offensive movie at that time, because... I mean, at the time it came out, it really pushed the envelope. Movies were not doing this yet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and this one was definitely a, like a... Yeah, this was not being released to mainstream theaters. This was definitely part of the grindhouse circuit. Yeah, well, I was actually... Um, a ri- I, I, another thing, I think it was the editor who was, who was saying that this this movie was actually distributed to a Japanese film company originally and kind of made it over here because they wanted to make this documentary and there was this Japanese film company that would actually give them the money and believed in it and they actually didn't think it was originally going to become the big deal like they thought it was just going to be in Europe and Asia people were going to see it and then it became a cult success in America too so it's yeah. a it's a globally known film and I would think that'd be a big part of that would be its success on VHS. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I I can't imagine. I can't imagine like what theater like played it. <laughs> I mean, it's, I I would need to look this stuff up. But you you know, I feel it'd actually be a very interesting companion piece to uh to Faces of Death, and it's like it's but a video drone. Oh, Videodrome. Yeah, that... I mean, it's a totally different movie, but it, I, I see where you're going with that, yeah. Yeah, because just because, like, the whole idea with, like, uh, you know, the main character is, like, a uh, an executive for a UHF TV station, and he's just trying to, like, you know, pretty much doing, like, a lot of, like, trashy late-night programming, and he's kind of, like, he's looking for extreme content, you know, and yeah. showing in the beginning of the film, like he's watching some like Asian themed porno. And he's like, eh, it's like, it's not enough. It's not shocking enough. And it's like, yeah, and then it leads them to find the video drum station. Yeah. Well, you know, but the thing is, is what faces of death has over it is that there was scenes that was filmed in the country of Africa. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That is a quote from the actual movie. They say, in the country of Africa. So this guy is supposedly some kind of doctor, some kind of scientific whatever. How do you make a mistake like that? There's there's no going back from that. You know, in in all honesty, there are, like, not to defend him, but, like, like I feel like that is a somewhat an unfortunately all too common mistake that gets made. Like I'm pretty sure we can find some co- you know news anchor you know top ten news anchor screw up compilations where they say some country of Africa shit. <laughs> well, like I I mean I was pretty young when I was taught that Africa <laughs> is a continent. Yeah, and not a country i just there's a lot there there's so many holes in this movie it's just absurd yeah right i mean because in all fairness too, too at least with newscasters they're doing that shit live and it could just be a slip of the tongue this is an edited movie <laughs> they could have said oh wait no no it's not a country it's, it's a continent oh shit shit let's retake that line no no it'll cost too much money move forward I wonder if they knew that half the people like watching it. Anyone who thought it was real probably didn't care at that moment. No, no, oh my god, seriously. Like you know, it's because I mean, I I remember how I had this like I felt really spooked when I was watching the movie just because I thought this was all happening and I had just gone to some new dark world that I you know I was like, am I ever gonna come back from this? And then. Yeah. Of course, later you figure out, you're like, oh, well, you know, one thing that actually is, I keep bringing up Traces of Death, too, is after I saw Traces of Death, because I saw that really young, too, and I think I saw Faces first, because I rented Faces from a video store, and then a friend gave me a copy of Traces, and they tell you that this is 100% real, and when you look at anything in Traces of Death and you look at anything in Faces, you're like, whoa, Faces is fake as hell. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, there's so many, you know, because 
Because, I mean, Traces of Death is not aesthetically pleasing to watch in any shape or form. There's no camera angles. There's no good lighting. And, you know, the the narrator just sounds like he's just been, like, smoking meth and watching weird shit on the internet. You know, he just, he's like, he's like, do you want to know what a leg looks like when it's sprayed, filleted like a side of beef? Well, now you know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm just saying these, in, making these inappropriate puns over actual human death. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm looking at Traces of Death right now, and uh, I am actually somewhat familiar with a couple of these videos, specifically uh, Bud Dwyer's suicide. Yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah, that that's a, that's a pretty disturbing one to see. And well, obviously, yeah, Iranian embassy siege and that kind of stuff, but uh, it's... Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, yeah, like, if you're, especially if you're going to, like, finish off with the Bud Dwyer suicide, like, with for those of you who don't know, Bud Dwyer was a uh, politician from, I believe, Pennsylvania, who in the late 80s um, committed suicide on live television. Um, and, yeah, he took, he took a revolver out of an envelope and shot himself uh, in front of a press briefing. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it is very real and very disturbing. Um do not watch that if you don't want to see rivers of blood coming out of a guy's face. Uh, get seriously, like, yeah, don't fucking watch that. <laughs> yeah, I'd say if Traces is too much for you, but you want to get a start in really intense cinema, start with Faces. <laughs> I suppose so, but if I mean, you I, wanna, if you want to go that far, <laughs> I mean, honestly, I would almost say like, I mean, like, if you're truly curious about the, like the not something like the novelty of something like tr like traces of death like or like or faces of death rather because like, I don't really know if there's really that much to be gained from this just because I feel like uh, particularly with the advent of the internet stuff like like the novelty of a movie like this like is completely rendered null and void just because, oh, you know, yeah. we've had shit like Rotten.com. You know, we've seen, I mean, like, Christ, I was, well, like, I think I was, like, 12 or 13 years old when someone first showed me Tub Girl. You know, it's like, and, you know, I saw Goatse shortly after that. Like, this is, like, really, like, disturbing and extreme imagery that you can see as a kid, you know, that you're just yeah. see very, very easily online. So, like, the idea of this, like, oh, there's possibly this video where people are dying, and, oh, can I get my hands on it? It's like, Oh no no you can just really really easily watch some ISIS like some ISIS beheadings and stuff like that and just like see the real fucking deal online very easily. <laughs> yeah, I got told once I was I was uh I should have phrased better. I was looking for disturbing movies, but I was looking for fake movies as dude sends me one of those ISIS videos and I just really felt like I I was like I felt pretty dirty after watching that. That was that was rough. Yeah, um, that's every. I haven't seen any of those. I've never sought them out or anything like that. Uh, I actually thought it was fake, and then I yeah. told him I was like I was like I was like ha that was pretty scary. He's like no that was real. I was like you know just kind of like a drop in my chest, and I was like I was like I would have turned that off so quick. <laughs> I thought that was real. I yeah, I was I was I was looking for scary, not you know. Yeah, not not, yeah. not like an actual snuff film. Like, yeah. <laughs> sorry, I'm not looking to watch something on Live Week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, let's see. Going, I'm looking at the notes. I'm looking at the looking at the screen. Oh yeah, Chicha. That's the thing. Like, uh, it's passed already, but because uh, this did actually get brought up in uh, Cannibal Holocaust, Chicha. The it was the alcohol like I think it was the fermented alcoholic beverage, um that was made by some Amazonian tribes, that is the bowl full of cum. Yeah, you kept saying bowl full of cum, and when we were watching Faces of Death, I was like, I was like, hey, that's the uh, that's the beverage you kept saying was was a bowl full of cum, but you really just wanted to say bowl full of cum. It's a great phrase. You just any excuse to use the phrase bowl full of cum you are in. You know, you know how like I forget someone said it and then they repeated it in Donnie Darko, which is a movie I hate. Um, but <laughs> it said like, you know, the most beautiful phrase in the English language is cellar door. I'm like, well, I, sorry, Drew Barrymore. I disagree with you. Um, she said in the movie, <laughs> it's no bowl full of cum.
it's pleasing. It's just like, it's not even the meaning of the words, just how it sounds, just the way it flows. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's just, I mean, I feel like I just need to clarify my obsession with that phrase. I was uh, looking through the notes and how about that political assassination? Oh, that's right. Well, it goes, wasn't the, he was just like, it was like the, the, the masked assassin dude. (laughs) Yeah, and they had that little that little like staged assassination, and then apparently they're interviewing the guy who just killed this political figure, which no hitman in his right mind would be like, "Oh yeah, I I murdered um somebody in power," and it's probably a big scene. There's probably every there's federal agencies looking for me, but no, I'll do a little interview for your documentary. Yeah, it's, I just remember him saying like. I don't, doesn't matter. I'll kill anyone for anything. Doesn't matter what they're about. Doesn't matter this. All I care about is money. And then, so I just wrote down libertarian assassin. <laughs> libertarian. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, all I care about is money and the legalization of child pornography. What's <laughs> uh, going through right now, I've been fast forwarding a teeny bit, but they're kind of doing some like, going through like uh, slaughterhouses and like meatpacking plants and shit. I just fa- actually, you know, I just fast forwarded straight through the monkey scene. I didn't care. I just thought it was boring. But yeah, like it, it is notable that they they're doing a I think it's a seal hunt of some sort. Oh, the seal clubbing thing. Yeah, yeah. and I think it, I think it's interesting to talk about the animal cruelty in this film versus like say the cannibal holocaust stuff because like I mean like they do show like dog fighting and like I mean like and that's messed up. But yeah, well. I mean, yeah. there's nothing that's visually, super visually upsetting about it, though. Well, well, it, the thing is, to me, the, the footage is upsetting, but the thing is, is faces of death happen to, because, like, some of the footage is real, they happen to get footage of stuff that was just generally happening. The, the big problem, I think the really sick thing about the animal cruelty in Cannibal Holocaust is that they, the creators of the film were the ones doing, doing it. it. Yes. And that just see, you know, cause if you watch a lot of the, um, the animal death scenes, cause this movie is like a documentary into the many faces of death. So yeah, <laughs> we have to show you animals die too. And you know, some, something, uh, some kind of fake point trying to make this look like somewhat yeah. of a documentary, but, um, yeah, it's, it's it just it's footage of stuff that's already happening versus the filmmakers actually coordinating it and the monkey scene you know it was like no one was complicit in that because well, it wasn't it's fake. real yeah. yeah it's completely fake yeah it's like so it's yeah it's true because especially like the seal clubbing thing it's like and i know there's like a big controversy about that in the 90s because there was like a particularly uh like incendiary photo of a guy like clubbing a seal, but it's like, I think this is something notable. It's like seals are not, you know, like in, you know, these types of seals are not an endangered animal. It's like a lot of times this is done for population control reasons. So it's, it is just one of those things where it's like, yeah, we know we don't like to kill them because they're the cute cuddly animal, but it's like, well, yeah, but you know, it's like some of this stuff is actually, part of wildlife management and like actually like maintaining an ecosystem you know we are not going to gain any vegan fans now <laughs> just to let you know that no <laughs> it's it's unfortunately it's it's a view you have to be a little bit detached from but at the same time it is about preserving an environment and and, and preserving endangered animals <laughs> Yeah, it's a, you know, well, because, I mean, to me, sometimes when I see the slaughterhouse stuff, you know, part of me goes, oh, this is, this is awful. And then I'm like, I just went through the drive-thru last night. Yeah, <laughs> but right. I, you know, so I was like, like, uh, I'm watching it. It's like, I feel this sort of uh, hypocrisy fighting with my own self because I'm like, like, you know, I have part of my brain and I just see this, you know, what appears to be cruelty. And I'm like, how dare they? And I'm like. 
oh yeah, there, this this happens because I eat meat. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, it's like uh, the same thing. It's like you know, so sometimes it's like, uh, I mean, we really do have a culture that values some animals over others. Like you know, if you sit, you uh, you work at a slaughterhouse and you kill you kill cows all day. If you kill one cat or a dog, you and people know it, you will not have friends. Yeah, exactly. You know what? It's almost as if the Joker was right the whole time. <laughs> I just thought of that Don't <laughs> Fuck With Cats documentary. <laughs> oh, yeah. I still need to see that. Yeah, it's a good documentary. Check that out. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, I, you know, I should watch that this week. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, okay. Plug for uh, Don't Fuck With Cats. Um, yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about it. Yeah, well, I guess with the slaughterhouse thing, I guess they, I think the one notable thing about that scene is they weren't using the, um, the stun, like the stun guns. Um, yeah. Yeah, whatever the bad guy from No Country for Old Men was using, they're, they're not using those in that slaughterhouse, which is like, you yeah. know, basically to stun and knock them out before they kill them. So it's not going to be like, so I guess that is like, if, if you're going to go after that scene for anything, I think that would really be it. Yeah, and uh, I mean not that I'm looking to go after scenes and shit, but you know. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it's um, yeah, I mean they probably probably for that movie, I can't imagine like some of the more high tech humane facilities where like were more humane facilities were like, oh yeah, come in here. They probably found like you know like smaller end farming companies that yeah like, yeah don't have the budget to make things more humane for the animals so because you know i can imagine like a lot of people getting a knock on the door it's like hey do you want to be in this documentary about death it's gonna offend everybody it might <laughs> even be made illegal at some point <laughs> <laughs> and you get to be a part of it yeah oh god it's like yeah it's just like yeah no, no they probably just like found a place that would let him do it or just straight up got footage pre-existing footage yeah. yeah it's like and okay oh so my on my screen they just uh the political assassination just happened and i totally remember it. yeah it's like that was yeah it's so ridiculous it's like this is not a real press conference this is like what the it's yeah, it's so ridiculous to have a driver coming like and letting this guy out into this like desert landscape. And he's you know, like pretend to be the biggest badass of all time. <laughs> yeah, I fast forward it actually just the seal thing back to the autopsies, which I think th those those are actually real. Because yeah, the very beginning the of the film. Yeah, well, the morgue stuff is real because it's it's you know you can you can you could probably get footage of this like just from your friend who goes to college or something because you know i know people who've you know, oh yeah yeah study corpses so the medical like, cadavers this, yeah that's yeah, like... the medical i mean it's not, yeah so they were able to throw that in and i think there is something genius about throwing something in real so you it makes all the other fake stuff look <gasps> super real too yeah I that was actually pretty genius i know? mean it's true it's it's kind of like you know it's like with every it's one of those things like every conspiracy theory must have a grain of truth in it you know yeah you have to have something that's like well well this stuff is real and then, like, then you know, you also throw your fiction in alongside the realness, and you know you kind of give it this plausible deniability, just like, oh, well, you know, but this stuff was real, so maybe this shit's real. Yeah, it's yeah, because it was at the beginning of the film. It features like open heart surgery, and that's you know they show a beating heart inside of someone's chest cavity, and that looks pretty fucking real. And then they show some like fake scenes of like um, a body being cut up by a team of doctors. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure that's fake. It just there's something about the way they're shooting it that just like yeah I I, I don't buy it. Yeah, yeah, and I mean that also is actually part of the usually a lot of people who know a little bit more about the movie that you know it's kind of like you know spot out which scenes are real, spot out what's fake. You know. <laughs> yeah, I mean actually. It, if you are going to watch the movie, I'd say, uh, if anything, just watch it that way. Uh, just watch it. The, is this real or is this fake? Um, yeah. and because I think that's like a way to actually keep yourself entertained while watching this, because I, I can't reiterate this enough. I thought this movie was very boring. <laughs> you know, the people that insist this movie is a hundred percent real would listen to this and think like Ashley McNasty must be a serial killer. <laughs>
Because <laughs> there are people I've talked. There are people that insist that every single thing that happened in this movie is real. Oh Which, shit! To this day, yeah, because it, it's the folklore, you know. Dang it! Yeah, Must... Faces of Death is like the boogeyman of movies, you know. Yeah, you know, the... I envy those people. They must live just such charmed lives. Is <laughs> they like or just maybe like not watched as much sick shit on the internet as we have. I mean, I just feel like it's almost like the golden retriever brain. Just like, oh yeah, oh, th- isn't this great? Oh yeah, oh well, oh man, oh it's all real. Oh man, they, it's real, but they, they, they but they made it in a movie. They, it wouldn't be real. It's like they couldn't put it in a movie if it wasn't real. Yeah. <laughs> I just, oh. Yeah, like they wouldn't lie to us. <laughs> A movie wouldn't lie to us. <laughs> this weird grindhouse movie from the seventies wouldn't tell us a lie. Of course not. I just like I just want that to happen as just like the huge uh, was it the uh, I think it was the Marcel Duchamp uh, painting of this is not a pipe just like fades in over my face. <laughs> yeah. Next on my notes, I figure let's talk about the executions. Oh yeah, because this is um, kind of is, is that like what like the big ending scene? It's not the end. It's uh, it's it's. I I think you're, I, I'm looking at my notes. I was skimming through, and I think it's like it goes executions, and then the cult, and then they go into that weird haunted house thing before they wrap it up. <laughs> okay, so I I remember the cult. Uh, I was in and out during the executions. I don't remember the haunted house thing at all. Actually, I'll tell you where I was in my notes. So after- Ashley McNasty fell asleep. <laughs> I'll say the chicken running around with its head cut off. I mean, that was actually an interesting scene to see, just because you know. But oh, and then and then like running around with a chicken, chicken with its head cut off. But then it just says, "I'm falling asleep during this," and then libertarian assassin. Death has no time schedule. (laughs) Which I guess that is a quote that he said. Um, Super fake electric chair, phony Charles Manson, and then nothing. (laughs) Yeah, there's a... Yeah, so let's talk about the electric chair. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) Yeah, the electric chair. One thing that's interesting, because this movie scared the shit out of me, because I saw it way too young. I didn't watch it with a developed brain. But I actually remember... It's interesting how how movies can influence certain opinions, because... After watching the execution, the electric chair scene, like since I thought it was real and they just seemed so callous and cold the way they threw him in their electric chair, that's actually what kind of got the ball rolling for me becoming anti-death penalty <laughs> was a fake ass execution in a grindhouse movie. Cause, <laughs> Cause like if you watch the electric chair scene, it's, it's really cold. They kind of just there's there's you can tell there's no witness room they just throw them in fact actually with a gas chamber it seemed pretty cold and callous too it didn't seem like they gave either of them any last words or dignity or anything and just went on with it and yeah you know and i thought it was real and i was like i was like they can't be doing you know and i'm still anti-death penalty and fast forwarding to it and executing a black dude (laughs) yeah yeah there's um yeah, I mean, I think I didn't really understand the uh, the uh, racial component to the death penalty until later in life. Yeah, so, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm watching this as a kid, so I'm I'm yeah. more looking at it. I'm more looking at it like they can't, you know, more than I like. They, why would just, they just be killing people? Like yeah, this, exactly. You know? Yeah, yeah. So there, yeah, there's the elect and um, yeah, and the electric chair. Okay, so they don't shave his head. Yeah, so it means his hair's going to catch on fire and burn. (laughs) Yeah, um, so they don't shave his head, and they just put, like, two little cotton balls and some tape on his head. Yeah, it's right, to stop his eyeballs from popping out. Uh, Yeah, and then he, then they, they... they turn on the switch. They have weirdly inappropriate circus music while he's getting electrocuted. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I, I... Oh my god! That's like uh, it wasn't like this, but it's like. <laughs> Why did you pick this music? He's like, it was public domain. <laughs> That's probably all the music that's in it. They're like, whatever we don't have to, because 
they actually did make a lot of money on this movie, but I'm sure they were concerned that they weren't going to make a penny back. <laughs> oh yeah, probably. I mean, it's like actually, what's it, what was the budget on this thing? Um, four hundred fifty thousand yeah, dollars. So yeah, my guess is yeah, like they just used all like they probably just used um like production music just like easily licensable and cheap music or just public domain shit that'd be my guess yeah well the stuff they had to pay for really was the budget was the reenactments and the props and stuff because the the news footage another uh thing the editor was saying in some of the interviews i was watching is he's like He's like, yeah, the actual, the stuff that was real was really cheap to obtain, you you know, because like, amb- you know, like ambulance chasers, you know, give, give news station hours and hours of footage and. Yeah, well, they, the, the stitchers, right? the stringers, yeah. stringers, that's what they're called. Yeah, and, yeah. and they, you know, and Faces of Death, the oh, throughout the whole series, they made four of these friggin' movies, but yeah, the. You know, yeah, it's they, pretty they, but it, easy to would, buy this, to buy, like, old news footage. You know, it's yeah, like, they, it's like, oh, wait, I can make money on this old footage and it's just going to be sitting in a warehouse somewhere? Yeah, oh, and, great. And and you're watching the news footage, but, of course, they're actually, they're showing you a lot of the stuff that they wouldn't show on public television. So, yeah. it's, like, it's like a little bit more graphic than the actual news itself. Yeah, right, they just, like, it's the part of the story they wouldn't, you know, like, yeah, the part of the footage they wouldn't air, yeah. And still to this day, I am anti-death penalty. <laughs> yes, as am I, by the way. I just want to put that on the record, and it's yeah. like, felt like, what about him? He didn't explicitly say it. Yeah. <laughs> Come after him, Twitter mob, for a podcast that so far has zero listeners. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> we... <laughs> yeah, oh, we're, so we're recording this way before release. Yeah, um, yeah we, uh, we've pre-recorded our first... We're pre-recording our first five episodes because we have no work ethic. <laughs> <laughs> Is that why? Oh. <laughs> anyway. I mean, that's my reason. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> anyway, um, so I think there's, after all the uh, unconvincing executions that can only trick a 10-year-old or a 12-year-old, yeah. uh, then I think after that, it's the cult. Oh, yeah. Discount Charles Manson. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I just like, what, did people, this is the part where it's just like, Okay, did you actually think this shit's real? Like, this is ridiculous. Oh, wait, uh, hey, oh, shit, this is some shit I definitely fell asleep for. Uh, They're doing some sort of, like, it looks like a vaguely Arabic-style beheading. Oh, yeah, that was, I forgot about that scene. It's super short, they just, yeah, because, like, I, you know, the parts I remember are the yeah. gas chamber and the electric chair, because they're really long scenes. Yeah, it's true, because that one's, like, that's, like, less than a minute. That All of a sudden, I was like, whoa. Yeah, like, well, it's not surprising you can forget about it. It's, like, a 30-second scene. Yeah, and then, you know, the gas chamber and the electric chair are more drawn out. I mean, they're more drawn out way to kill someone than beheading, so. I mean, actually, sorry, if we do want to talk about the ethics of that, I do, I mean, if we are going to talk about the ethics of methods of execution, I will maintain that the guillotine is, has been, and always will be the most humane way to execute someone if you are going to execute someone. It's quick, painless, instantaneous. Yeah, so there's Discount Charlie Manson. I remember when I was watching when I was watching it and I thought it was real. I was like I I was thinking like how the fuck did he get this footage? <laughs> Logically, who like they they take acid on screen, they take acid and have sex with each other while playing with the dead cut open corpse and rubbing their you know yeah like they're eating a they're, they're eating a guy they just sacrificed on camera <laughs> yeah and then they're like rubbing the blood all over their boobs and stuff like like you know it's like it's like wow this footage that would be that would be a very quick conviction <laughs> yeah it just it just and also like oh there just so happens to be another weird hippie cult like group that is like a mirror image to the Manson family. And we just so happen to get footage of them doing even more messed up shit. Yeah. It's just like, uh, wait, really? We have like a one for one 
like analog to each of these characters. I mean, I don't know one for one, but just like this dude is clearly supposed to be Charles Manson. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. He's got the beard and everything. He's surrounded by women that are like taking acid with him. Like the whole thing. Yeah. The only thing he doesn't have is like the X slash swastika carved into his forehead. But yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like, that's like, that's the only thing he's missing. Otherwise it's basically just Charles Manson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because like this footage, all these people would be thrown into the executions you had just watched before that. <laughs> well, actually, no, at this point in time, uh, the death penalty was repealed in California, so that's why oh, Charles that's Manson right. is still in prison. Oh, actually, no, well, he's so dead he now. R.I.P. R.I.P. Well, you don't disrespect the dead. Now, fuck that dude. At, at what level? Where do we draw? I, I know, right? I was just thinking, well, I, I think there actually are sometimes you can disrespect the dead. Serial killers? Like, like who the hell is like, R.I.P. Bundy? Um, no, he's like... The, I mean, like, his myriad of fangirls. Yeah, he was like one of the worst people in existence. Like there's nothing to glamorize about him. Yeah. It's, it's pretty, yeah. I think, I think that's where you draw the line. <laughs> it's like serial killers. Like More criminals. Get, it's, it's like, yeah, you know, I mean, it's like, you know, if, if I just kind of don't like someone and I mock their death, there's definitely something wrong with that. But yeah, war criminals and serial killers. I don't know. Do do you get sad? Do you do you feel bad for their passing? Like, I mean, uh, I, you I know, it's really. like I, I I just I have, you know, I have a couple Cuban cigars just waiting and ready for when Henry Kissinger kicks the bucket. Um, and oh, currently celebration. Yeah. It's like, and currently right now, um, by the way, um, my, we live in hell theory is still very much active because, um, Henry Kissinger is still alive and Ruth Bader Ginsburg just died. Um, and I have no idea what's going to happen after this. We are all terrified. Um, and, oh, just awaiting whatever the hell's going to fucking happen and whatever Trump's going to pull. But Henry, uh, uh, but she but... is dead and Henry Kissinger draws breath. We live in hell. There is no God. Well, well, let's... God. <laughs> Sorry. 2020, 2020 is so messed up that I'm like, I'm like, okay, I want to talk about these human atrocities in this movie so I can <laughs> to distract me from thinking about how bad 2020 is, even though Face of Death is based around bad things that were happening at that time. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> oh, seriously, yeah, it's like, well, yeah, boy. <laughs> I mean, I was about to get into it, like, oh, you could get into, like, actual movies that do talk about, like, you know, like, was it the act of killing? It's like straight up interviews people who helped perpetrate the Indonesian genocide. <laughs> yeah. Because they were the winners. <laughs> yeah. Well, but that's actually like a really artfully done film, though. <laughs> yeah. Did you watch that? Uh, I saw half of it a few years ago, and I actually I really enjoyed what I saw. It was uh, it was a really well done film. Yeah, it's probably one of the few like mondo genre movies that actually did everything for a, a real purpose you know yeah well it's i think to the point where it's like even i mean i guess you're calling it mondo just because it, it does deal with this really extreme subject matter but just i think the way that one was handled is uh it's it, it, i think it's way more than mondo because it's like it's actually going in and, and interviewing uh it's like well i guess it is kind of, i don't know it is kind of mondo but it's like not in its presentation though just because, yeah. like, that film doesn't really, it doesn't really resemble, uh, like, Mondo Kane or Faces of Death or uh, kind of any of those other kind of, because those films are more just, like, weird vignettes of strange people doing strange things in deadly environments, whereas this is kind of, like, able to kind of weave a bit of a narrative while interviewing literal killers. <laughs> yeah. So, I have, let's see... I'm, oh, I'm the snake handlers. Snake handlers. Oh yeah. Um, I never 
think about that scene very much. I guess, do you want to cover the snake handlers? I don't know yeah. too much about what a snake handler is or what they do. Oh, well, actually, this is a perfect time. I will illuminate you because I actually, uh, a few years back, I actually read an entire book about snake handlers. I want to say it's a strange branch. I think it's, it's a certain branch of Christianity. It's uh, it's particularly small. It's mostly practiced in uh, Appalachia. Uh, I want to say it's like, I want to say it's either a form of charismatic or apostolic Christianity, but it, it, they interpret a couple Bible verses insanely literally. There's like some verses that says like, you know, it's like, you know, if they believeth in the Lord, you know, they, you know, it's like they will drink, you know, they will pass through fire and be unburnt. They shall drink poison and be unharmed. They shall raise serpents above their head, and yet they shall not bite. It says something along those lines. I'm not doing it perfectly. But so they will literally do those things. Like they prepare strychnine and drink strychnine poison, you know? And then they will capture, you know, rattlesnakes uh, or, you know, any other, usually rattlesnakes, just because it is in, you know, American Appalachian, that's going to be the most common venomous snake you're going to find. Um, and we'll keep them captive. And then, you know, at church services, we'll take them out, like hold them in their hands and raise them up over their heads. And for the most part, they won't get bit. You know, this is because, you know, the Lord is flowing through in them. What's actually happening is typically they tend to be underfed and are usually very undernourished and therefore become lethargic and sluggish and tend not to bite. But then sometimes they do. And so there's actually a pretty high turnover of um, snake handling um, pastors <laughs> because they die. <laughs> wow. So that's your little lesson. Well, For more information, yeah, look up, uh, go to your local library. <laughs> yeah, oh, I just learned about snake handlers. I, I, I unfortunately forget the name of the book I read, um, but yeah, whatever. It was from a guy who actually kind of like almost got into it, and he was like, he was like, like kind of like this far away from actually picking up a snake, but he was just like, mm, no, I'm I'm married, I have a wife. Like, I just can't throw my life away like this. Fuck this. <laughs> now we're going to talk about the haunted house scene, which I completely fell asleep through. Yeah, it's... It, I think it's honestly, like... That scene to me, they... They were kind of running out of ideas of stuff to put in this movie, because, really, it's probably one of the most boring, forgettable scenes, in my opinion. They, uh... They interview this guy, he says his wife's dead, and he's haunting the house, and... They go through this house uh, with some cameras and there's some banging and spooky sounds or whatnot and little footprints. I don't know. It's yeah. I don't know. That was I, I, I remember. I remember actually when I first watched it, it like even my little young brain was like, this part's kind of lame. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, what are they going to do with the haunted? I mean, like. I guess it's death because they're trying to contact a ghost or something, but it's just like, it's a haunted house. Who fucking cares? Like, I mean, like did, did they include this because of like, like the Amityville horror or something? I mean, because that was a, I mean, I want to say that came out, you know, before Faces of Death and that was a pretty big movie. It involved, you know, uh, the Warrens who were ghost hunters or, you know, it's yeah. paranormal investigators. It's not like yeah. maybe it was just like that craze that happened after that and after the exorcist. Yeah. And honestly, like, I feel like this whole segment, like almost pulls credibility away from the film itself. I'm sorry to all the ghost hunters out there, but most of the stuff you're seeing on the internet is fake AF. Um. Oh yeah. No, no. It's, it's just like, I, yeah <laughs> so, yeah um, what he I, said I, I, i'm like i was like i remember like feeling uh, that was like the that was like one moment i feel like i was getting pulled out of like the realness that real feeling of the rest of the movie to like okay now we're kind of just getting into scary movie regular old ghosts and goblins horror which it's like that's not what anyone watches a faces of death movie for yeah it's, it's for the visceral realism of it <laughs> real quotation realism but yeah that's right and then yeah it's and then that's uh, yeah after the haunted house that's like that's kind of the movie then they they show the childbirth scene yeah yeah and which is like uh, kind of like oh with death there comes life now the birth of a child it's like it, it's like they're trying to be poetic like that or something i guess 
Yeah, I don't know. I guess I think they were feeling like having an edit ending like this would add uh, credibility to the documentary premise of the movie, but it just came out weird and cheesy to me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what this actually reminds me of? Because it's like during the end credits, it's it's, it's almost this weird non sequitur. Um, have you ever heard of this Japanese film called Tampopo? No. Okay, um, it's really good. It's absolutely like the opposite of this. It's it's a very it's a very charming and kind of quirky film all about food and um, like these people helping this woman, you know, create the best ramen restaurant around. And it's a very funny movie, but it's like it, even though it's all about food, it has all the beats of a western. It, it sounds so weird on paper, but it's, it's a great film. But the end of the film is so weird because the end credits just go in over a tight close-up of a baby breastfeeding. <laughs> and it's like, while the, like, the entire credits play over this, and the ending of this film is kind of, like, reminiscent of that, just because um, we're watching this right now, it's like, it's a mother and a child, like, bouncing the child up and down, and this, like, scenes of like idyllic pastoral nature and shit just like i guess to provide a contrast with the rest of the film kind of like you're saying earlier but just like it's so out of place that just like what the fuck is going on yeah i you know i was thinking like if if i was like a kid sneaking watching this movie it's like this would be the perfect time for like if your parents walked in what are you watching because like if you're just watching the credits, you, pr you like this looks like it's from some super wholesome movie. <laughs> but no, 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 that's like the law of the universe never allows for that. Um, the parents oh, always have to walk in at the most awkward possible moment ever. It's, it's like got to be the blood on the the blood on the titties, blood on the titties. Or yeah, blood on the titties. That would be really awkward. I mean, how do you explain to your parents that you're watching women having sex on top of a dead body? <laughs> yeah. How do you explain that one. It's like because they they start like fucking on top of this corpse. It's it's pretty weird stuff. Yeah. Right. Or just like yeah, like, that would be the most awkward sequence. This entire thing. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like playing Metal Gear Solid 2 and having your parents just walk in immediately as the character Vamp, who's like a fucking vampire, just like slit someone's throat and then very sexually drink their blood. <laughs> it's like, yep, no, this is like perfect. You know what? It's a perfect time for me to go in and check on how they're doing. See if they're winning at that game. See how that movie's going. <laughs> so uh, I have I have two other little notes because I feel like we've covered the whole movie. There's a couple little things that I thought was interesting. Um, so I was looking up controversies behind the movie. In 1985, a teacher got sued for showing the movie in a classroom. What? Some teacher decided, and he got sued for, like, $100,000. The two of the students talked to their parents, and then the, like, parents sued the hell out of the teacher. Oh, yeah, I'm looking at this, too. This is a, this is a high school. Like, it's not, it's not college. It's not, for like, a film studies course. It's, like, this is a public high school. Yeah. This, this, <laughs> is, during, this, is, this is 1985. This is during the Video Nasties period. So this movie was super illegal in so many places. I'm wondering, I'm so curious as to the context of why the teacher went, you know what my students need to watch? Faces of Death. Well, I'm looking this up, too mathematics teacher bart schwartz it's like he's a math teacher why is he showing faces of death yeah what context maybe it was like history or something i don't know because there's some things about stuff that happens maybe history sociology but math what yeah seriously it's like okay man you know what? this dude this dude I don't know what, like, he must have tenure or, like, I don't know how he pulled this off, but, so, they sued the school district, they didn't sue him. Oh. Um, but for, yeah, $100,000 settlement, um, <laughs> and, but here's what he got, he, <clears throat> Schwartz, the, the teacher, he got suspended for 15 days without pay. 
<laughs> That's it. <laughs> so he just got the like you get a two week unpaid vacation. <laughs> yeah, because you know I kind of feel bad like the students who you know as someone who's like a big horror buff you know part of me is like ah you know get a little tough you know I'm a I'm a gore, I'm a gorehound myself but it's like. It's like these kids were just going to school. They didn't rent this and want to watch this. They're being shown like this graphic, <laughs> disturbing ass movie in math consent. class. Yeah, and they're they're children, like technically. You know? Yeah, no, seriously. Yeah, this is it's completely inappropriate to be showing at a height for a teacher to show this at a high school. Oh, yeah. it's it's it, like what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. There's another th- one sad. There's always, I mean, and this is always, I think this ties into the video nasty controversy is in, it says in, uh, I wrote down from wiki real quick that, uh, in 1986, someone killed someone with a baseball bat. And then when he was interviewed about why he did it, why he killed, cause he just killed a random person. And he said he saw faces of death and he was curious to see what it would look like to see someone die. And that's, I don't mean, that's the age old, you know. Yeah, the copycat killings. Copycat killings, same thing they do with like, you know, Columbine and all that stuff, you know, finding a... I know they claimed copycat killings, um, I believe it was after Clockwork Orange was released, and I think that was, that may have been the, I think that was the reason that Kubrick ended up withdrawing the film for public consumption in the UK. So it's like, at the same time, like, I don't think you can really draw a one-to-one correlation with that stuff. Even if he says, Oh, I saw this. I mean, even it's like, I saw this and this is what inspired me to do it. It's like, yeah, but like at the same time, like, yeah, Mark David Chapman just read catcher in the rye a lot and then got inspired to kill John Lennon. You know, it's, you know, it's like, if you decide to kill someone for no reason out of random after watching a movie, that probably means you are going to do this at some point. Yeah. It's like, I think it's a quote from, um, I think it's from the movie Scream where he's like, movies don't create serial killers. Movies just make us more creative. <laughs> I mean, yeah, well, there might be some wisdom to that. Yeah, actually, you know, it's like, it's like, I mean, you know, he would, if, if it wasn't the, you know, if it wasn't the, the, that movie, he probably would have read of a, a book with like a, a scene of violence in a, a novel and decided I'm going to go do that. Like, you know, that somebody's psyche is, has that much anger and so many issues. You're, you know, you're, you're going to pull violent inspiration from damn near anything. Yeah. It's like, it's like, I don't know what there really is else to say about that. Ending recommendations kind of, you're like, would you, you know, like rec- would you recommend this film? Would you watch it? Um, I can only recommend this film if you're into weird Mondo exploitation style cinema. Um, I feel like you have to already be interested in video nasties to enjoy this movie. So I, I don't know. I guess I would give it like, if it was a five, I'd give it a three out of five. It's entertaining enough. I don't know for me. Well, you know what? It's like, like the title of this episode, um, Faces of death? Ha! More like faces of rest. <laughs> yeah. Ashley McNasty. Fell asleep, so... Yeah, honestly, you can just fucking skip this movie. I just... <laughs> you know what? I mean, if you if you really want to look at this shit, just, like, go on the live leak and just, like, knock yourself out. <laughs> also, if you're looking for the dark corners of the internet, this isn't really the dark... Even places on the darkest corners of the internet so you don't even really get that fi- fulfilled from yeah this film. i mean i'm just gonna say everything in this film like for the most part like like 90 percent of this film is tamer than goatse stay nasty stay nasty first of death first of death For dumb and blind not to see the strife The innocent are dying 
freed from worldly cares Faces are frozen in a rigor mortis And the cold eyes caught in stairs I'm seeing faces of death Faces of death Faces of death all around me Faces of death Faces of death Faces of death all around me Suffering, the madness with no shame. Are we meant to blunder through this tunnel made of pain? No light at the entrance, no light at the end. All is dark inside your heart, you cannot find a friend. You only find faces of death. Faces of death, faces of death all around you. Faces of death, faces of death, faces of death all around you. Whatever happened to miracles, the dreams we counted on. Are we still living or are we dead and Faces of death, faces of death, faces of death all around you. Faces of death.